You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Here's another episode of Out of the Blank podcast with uh, Brittany McTurnan and how would you classify yourself, Brittany? Oh my gosh, classify? I don't even know. I mean, we're both drinking coffee, so we're obviously morning people. I would not say I'm a morning person at all. Why? You don't like the mornings? Oh gosh, no. I need, like, I need to get through a full cup of coffee before I can deal with a lot of people. Tell me about it. You hear how I sound congested? It's that flu season. That weather's changing so fast with the polar vortex and everything going around. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't either. I guess it gets cold, and then they found a cool name for it, like... Just like everything else. Like a superhero movie. Yeah. The world is... Global warming is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, what I wanted to talk to you about... So what do you do professionally? I know you work um, at a, like a department store selling shoes. Yeah, that's about it. Is that like... Is that hard at all? I mean, you're dealing with the public. I always find that scenarios where you're more like encompassing like uh, the public, I guess. I guess more dealing with them. There seems to be a lot more problems that arise. Well... Especially being a manager there, like, we, the manager specifically, like, we deal with the returns and everything, and a lot of customers do not like our return policy, because, like, you can't return shoes if they're worn. And then you only have 60 days to do it, and if things don't go their way, they immediately, like, just retaliate at you instead of trying to communicate with you and trying to find a problem. So, like, if I put them on for, and, like, take them home and have them for a couple days, I can't return them? It's not that. It's if you, like, wear them out on the street, scuff them up, get them dirty. Like, yeah. if you want to take them home, wear them around your house, like, on the carpet, like, that's not a big deal. What happens if, like, I have, like, a little sibling that decides to do something to my shoes and then I can't bring them back? Well, I'm sure we could work something out. If but that's part of it. Like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta I, communicate I about back it. Well, see, that's better than bowling alleys where they don't even spray your shoes half the time. You're using borrowed shoes and everything Yeah, like that's that. kind of gross. Now, do you have a closet full of shoes? I know not just because you're a woman... I'm not trying to be that stereotypical, but no, yeah. at the same time, you have a closet full of shoes. Absolutely. I feel like that'd be the same thing if I worked at, like, uh, Under Armour or something. I'd have nothing but Under Armour clothing, so you could probably get a huge discount and everything. I mean, yeah. already they already have pretty big discounts, so it's like you're bringing home a little bit off that, too. So it's like, yeah, you probably have a closet full or mm-hmm. just wardrobe full of shoes. Yeah, like, before I worked at the shoe store, I worked at a coffee shop, and, like, I was wearing shoes from, like, Walmart. Like, it wasn't top priority. Then I started making money there, and I'm just like, oh, look at that pair of Vans, or do I really need that pair of Nikes? And then it just started adding up, and now I've got, like, I know my way cousin, too many. My cousin, like, that's what he does for a hobby. He buys, like, $300 pairs of shoes. Like, he has, like, like shoe boxes, like the normal size. He's got them stacked up in his closet where you open up the door. It's just stacked up to the ceiling. I'm, like, not even joking. Like, And he's proud of it, and he doesn't wear them. A lot of them aren't <laughs> even in his size. I'm like, dude, oh my gosh. I remember one time we went on this trip to um, Hawaii, and uh, he wanted, he, we brought, each brought $400 to spend through the whole time we were there. He spent 300 something on shoes, like two hours in the store picking out this like main brand shoes, because Hawaii gets everything before this side does, like this East Coast does. So they get all like their clothes are newer, everything comes out there first and then hits us like a couple months later so he picked up the newest shoes before it was like you know it was here 
And um, he ended up, like, after two hours, and I'm like, I left him at the store. I went back to the hotel. I was like, dude, I'm not sitting in here anymore. You're wasting my vacation. And um, I see him walking back with the shoes. Everybody's making fun of him about spending $300 on shoes. He goes and returns them back, and he gets only, like, half his money back. Wow. I'm like, dude, like, that must feel so bad. And I would have just fun of him for the rest of the trip. I mean, I remember walking through Las Vegas, and I spent, like, $10 on one of those... Um, like uh, carnival games, and I won a giant pink stuffed teddy bear. It could have been any color I wanted, but I decided to choose the pink one. It was from Circus Circus. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a popular hotel slash like amusement park. They got a roller coaster on the second story of the hotel. Oh my gosh, it sounds so fun. It's it's nuts. They have this place called the Adventure Dome. It's like a giant glass dome, and they have roller coasters in there, laser tag. It's all I did was laser tag. I'm not a big like uh, rides guy when it comes to um like carnival stuff just mostly because roller coasters heights i can't do heights yeah i've never but been on a roller coaster but if it's that, that um that uh one that spins around really really fast on the ground yeah i can do that 100 percent a thousand times i can keep doing Same. it over and over again but if it starts going up in the air it does the cor- i've never been on a loop-de-loop none of that i've just that stuff freaks me out i saw final destination when i was a kid and then next Same. thing you know, <laughs> ruined everything also ruined tanning beds yes Final Destination 3? Absolutely. Yeah, that ruined it all for me. Absolutely. One thing you actually do recently, um, or went to recently, was the Comic-Con convention, which I wanted yes. to talk to you about. Do you enjoy that? Like, it was so much fun. Okay, so you love the fantasy aspect of dressing up. Yes. I, I have the fantasy aspect of, um, I would like to be born back in like the medieval times. Like, where swords and all that stuff was relative right. magic and all that. Like, that stuff interests me. Like, when I play games, I usually fall along that side. Or stuff to deal with, like, ancient history type stuff. But, like, who'd you dress up for for this Comic-Con? You dressed up as Harley Quinn, didn't you? Yep. Now, yeah. is is yeah. that one of your favorite all-time? Absolutely. Now, is... So, you like the fantasy aspect of it. Is it more like you can just be free or be someone that you're not? Is that what it is? Part of it is that, I don't know, I just, just becoming that person, like, wanting to dress up like that person, like, if you want to dress up for Halloween like that, and you just go to a simple Halloween party, like, yeah, your friends know who you are, and they're like, oh, you look good dressed up like Harley Quinn, but, like, going to Comic-Con, because I've been to the Ocean City one twice, they've done it for two years, and both times I dressed up, like, I had little kids come up to me and, like, freak out, because they thought I was actually Harley Quinn, and, like, that, like... It makes you happy because the kids are like, oh my gosh, can I take a picture with you? And, like, you're really touching that child and, like, making that kid happy. And it's fun in a way. I had my buddy Chris Rourke on here um, for my podcast. I don't know if you know who he is, but um, he works at Casino um, Downs or Mm -hmm. the Casino Ocean Downs. Right. And um, he goes to those all the time. He was talking about one they went to where they this some dude played like a full metal cover version of every single Nintendo theme song out there, like Mario, all that. And, like, he's talking to me about how cool it is to dress up all the costumes people make. I'm yeah. like, it's probably the same thing, like, the same feeling you get when a kid wants to take a picture with you is the same feeling um, the, the guys that work in amusement parks, like, when they're walking around as Batman and Superman. Exactly. And, you know, you get their autograph. I remember all the time um, I went to Disney World. I would have a little autograph book for, like, Mickey Mouse and all these people for them to sign. And it's just a guy in a suit, but to a kid, that's everything. That's exactly. meeting their hero in a way. Yeah. Especially when you meet Spider-Man and get to take a picture of him, like... 
I got to dance with Cinderella when I was a little baby. <laughs> I don't even remember it. My dad's like, I got a photo of you. She just took you from my arms. You were Aww. like still like a little tiny baby. Just took you from my arms and started dancing in the middle of this parade. And That's I was precious. Like, I was like, yeah, see those people that go the extra mile. And then I'm pretty sure we've all seen the Facebook video of like Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers doing like um, all these dance moves and stuff. Like Will Smith. Um, what is that one song? Uh, it's like, done, done, Oh, dun, jump on dun. it? Yeah. I love that jump song. Jump <laughs> on it. Yeah, they're all doing that and dancing around. It's like, and it's cool because, like, you know it's a person in a costume, obviously, but it's right. like, at the same time, it's the fantasy aspect of it. It's also why I like, um, I wanted to always get into LARPing. I don't know if you know what that is. I've heard of Live it. Live action role play. Yeah. It's like where all those people are running around the field with foam swords and, like, acting like wizards and stuff. Apparently, they do that at Warwick. I have not found this program, and I've been at Warwick. I'm like, it's my last semester, so I'm like, where is this? The um, guy that actually delivers our freight at the shoe store, our FedEx driver, he's actually into that stuff, and he's been talking to me about getting a group together, so I can get you information if you do really want to do it. I want to be casting some spells. <laughs> I mean, I don't go, like, obviously that nerdy into my personal life with it, but it's like, it's cool. I mean, you grab a foam sword, and you're in, a, like, a fight with this dude. It's, an, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's not like I'm, like... You know, like thinking about dragons all the time, but it's right. it's pretty cool. Like yeah. it's like a battle. It's, it makes it feel primal in a way. Yeah. And um, I always wanted to go to the comic con conventions, but they are always like I'm either working or something's going on where I, I and I don't know in advance or something. Like I don't know. Like I don't go and look for events that are happening. Right. What's the farthest you've traveled to one of these events? I've actually only been to the Ocean City one. Is it just every time it comes down you try and go? Yeah. Like I want to try to ex like go to other ones. I want to. I want to get into cosplay more and, like, actually make my own costumes. Because, like, the Harley Quinn costume, because that specific costume was so popular, like, Hot Topic was practically selling half the costume. Well, Suicide Squad, I think, was probably the biggest influence for, like, Harley Quinn's boost. Like, Absolutely. the way you dressed up is not how the original Harley Quinn right. dressed up. Like, the, one, the cartoon version was, like, the one that looks yeah. like the, you know, like a, um, a Harley, basically, in a way. Right. But, um, I just think that's cool because, like... You're into makeup, too, because I see you always ordering, like, multiple, you know, what girl isn't into makeup. Yeah, yeah. this is the hate <laughs> podcast, but no. It's like, you know, it's, it's when you're able to, like, find ways to contour your face, too, and it, make it, like, match. Like, you see these people go insane where they have looks like they're part alligator because yeah, of just the nuts. form of makeup they have. Right. And it's it's ridiculous, like, but, like... I don't know. Is that is is Harley Quinn? Is that is that your favorite like all time, like superhero? I not superhero, but super villain or just person you would like to dress up as? Because you come over with a coffee mug with Harley yeah. Quinn on it, so it's like. Well, you should see the inside of my car. It's all Harley Quinn too. Okay, so Harley Quinn is like a big yep. influence. Like you, you kind of look to that. As I you... named my car Harleen. So. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. What do you do? You actually read the comic books for her? Do you I do have a couple of them at home. Now, what's your, what is he just like, because she's a bad girl kind of type? I honestly don't know what got me into Harley Quinn. Um, I know my obsession with her started, like, a couple years ago. I think I was back in high school when it started, but I can't remember what exactly got me Just kind of feeling her. out of place in a way? Kind of. Like, yeah. I started, like, getting more into, like, DC Comics and stuff like that back in high school, and then... Um, like, I started playing, like, Batman Arkham Origins on Xbox and stuff like that, so... 
but especially Living the gamer girl life trying to taking yeah. selfies and saying gamer girl oh yes it's pretty cool though <laughs> i mean gaming is like i don't play a whole lot anymore at least i try and stay away from it try and go out when i can but um i've been getting into stuff that like from high school that i never thought i'd be interested in at all like psychology in a giant way and like i came to the conclusion this podcast is like a form of therapy where i'm like not just getting my problems out, but we're unraveling mysteries in a conversation. Right. Like, I realized at the age of 20, like, obviously we all have our hard moments where it's kind of tough to go on. But then, like, something just clicked in my head um, where I was just like, you know, I've met so many interesting people in my life. And they all have stories to tell. We've all had, like, past traumas and experiences, you know. And um, I just want to hear it all. I want to, you know, I've, I've met some people that were like, I've tried crack once, I've tried cocaine once. I've, I'm like, whoa, you're not yeah. like my grandma, basically. Like, right. you're not like, I'm not saying my grandma was. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah but, I got it. <laughs> but like, they were like, you know, older and they were like, so like very caring and like, like, like a grandmother would be. Like, right. And it was just like, to see that you went through that and you're able to like, you know, be this productive person in society today and like, yeah, you just need to kind of realize sometimes what's more important and it, it's helped me like I understand literature a little bit more I like to get take the time to go get a book I, I've been thrift shopping doing stuff like that and you know a lot of people just kind of like they're on autopilot I talk about it so much on this podcast it's like they're just walking around through life either getting obsessed with the next thing that's coming out new iPhone 10 yeah you know it's like take time to enjoy the day I mean usually I go outside and you know smell the air and you know i can't really smell because i'm all congested up in this <laughs> freaking polar vortex exactly. but it's like i like to enjoy like not really the little things but like just life in general yeah and not really worry about like what's bothering you know like just small stuff i mean stupid stuff that you just get over with anyway it's like we're we're all alive and you know moving around and stuff and being able to find a hobby or passion that you're able to pursue i mean yeah work sucks like, right, absolutely it doesn't matter really where you work i mean if you love your job good for you but after a while you can't tell me that a day off isn't nice exactly and like what we're saying with dealing with the public and stuff like when you're working with these shoes and you're you know selling shoes dealing with returns and dealing with people it's it's not easy because everyone's looking for something, you know what I mean? Everybody's exactly. looking for something they can get, like, mm -hmm. for free, a discount or something. Like, I've yeah. done that to you and I came in, I get a discount on yeah. shoes, but it's like, I don't mind paying it. It's just like, I I wear the same crappy shoes. I just, I, I wear whatever is cheapest just because, you know, they're just on my feet. I don't right. think of it in that manner. But like, like you were saying, once you start working somewhere like that, if I worked at Under Armour, I'd be wanting to keep all the top brands and go to that. Like I've just, I used to get my clothes at thrift stores and now I'm getting them at like Ross or something where they're like kind of still cheaper, but it's like, I'm kind of more worried about looks in a way, but I'm like, I, I try not to gleam on it. I just like feeling what's comfortable. But right. obviously like when my, I look at my closet this morning and it's like all out of date, like five below shirts like the punisher <laughs> and like all these comic book shirts yeah. i'm like that's like the big trend right now is comics and everything and i feel like you're gonna probably see a lot more people at comic-con yeah um just dealing with the fact that like how big superhero movies are you know stan lee yeah. passing too it's like you know i just saw um incredibles twos on netflix Really? It's like a two and a half hour movie. Oh, I've seen it nine times, I think. Nine times? It's, it, it took me like, what? It took, what, 
15 years for them to make another one yeah it's like for real like i'm gonna watch the crap out of it that and hotel transylvania i love the third those. one's on netflix i, I was watching that one those childhood movies and it's like dark nights on netflix all these like like superheroes everything just became all superheroes and mm -hmm. stuff so who's your all-time favorite out of any single comic book could be dc let's go dc first I'd have to stick with Harley. Harley Quinn? Yeah. And what about Marvel? I'm honestly not a big Marvel fan, but I've been expanding my horizons. Like, Why um, is that? I don't know. I never really got turned on to it, but like, I just, uh, this past year, I got into Deadpool. I watched Deadpool 1 and 2. I absolutely it's loved it. It's basically the opposite of Harley, mm -hmm. in a way. Like, I was completely I mean, obsessed with it. By that. opposite, I mean from female to male. Yeah. Yeah, because they're literally exactly the same crazy personality and stuff. Plus, Ryan Reynolds, who doesn't like that guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See, a lot of people gave him crap for the Green Lantern, even himself. Green Lantern is my all-time favorite superhero. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Everyone's like, well, he's just got a ring. I'm like, who cares? That Who new, cares? That new movie that's coming out, Shazam, mm -hmm. I'm excited to see that because that's my second favorite superhero is Shazam, and a lot of people don't know who he is. <laughs> I'm like, it's a kid in a freaking adult body, basically. Right. I'm like, you can't go wrong. Like, he's, you know, they're, uh, they got held up at a liquor store in the trailer, and he's walking out of the thing with diet soda. He could have stole beer or anything. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, that stuff, I like the whole, like, the joke around aspect like i'm not a, yeah when it comes to marvel i think my favorite would be that's a tough one because i'm not super super into the marvel universe i like watching the movies but i don't know i guess thor in a way yeah i like thor i mean i don't I'm not a, i used to like captain america but i don't know there's just with the Avengers and all those movies that keep Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff, they keep adding stuff and changing it up. It's like yeah. freaking out. Doctor Strange is pretty cool. I used to never want to watch that movie because the first 20 minutes is like, you want to kill yourself because it's like... Oh, jeez. It's the worst. It's the slowest 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like Bird Box. You ever seen Bird Box? I love Bird Box. The first 10 <laughs> minutes was the best part and the rest of it was complete crap. They could have cut the rest of the movie out. I can as see that. As soon as the sister got hit by the garbage truck, that was the only rest of the good parts and the rest were like all right this is just getting boring and tedious and that movie had me stressed <laughs> how did it have you stressed because of the monsters yeah because i didn't understand that aspect of it at all i mean like i was trying to figure it out too but i think because um i watched it with my boyfriend and he was just like i don't understand like they should have at least showed the monster and i was like well i kind of get why they didn't because the monster is supposed to represent like your specific biggest fear so like i but it's still, I don't know. Well, every time they, every time they, um, like, uh, saw, like, some monster or something, they ended up hurting themselves or killing themselves. It was, yeah. like, a weird movie to yeah, think about. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I think, see, it's it's hard to understand, like, when it comes to, like, everything that gets produced now, like, just following the lines of superheroes. Obviously, it's a trend, but it's, like, what's, like, what's the deeper meaning behind it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. with superhero movies, like, is it because everyone's looking to be somebody else? Like, is that why we're so fascinated with superheroes? And it's like, you're starting to notice a lot of stuff's like, you couldn't play a movie like Tropic Thunder, the dude that Robert Downey Jr. when he did Blackface. You couldn't do that now. Mm -hmm. There's no way, like, in society's way and standards now, we're way too sensitive. Where Absolutely. It would be, I mean, anything can be taken out of context, but that type of stuff, like, would not happen at all. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it's just weird to think about, like, 
I don't know, like, if you go to Comic-Con, how long down the road until people are seeing that as something that's, you know, weird, like, kind of freaky. Like, we think about, um, I I interviewed this one spiritualistic woman that, like, she believes in the four elements all coming into harmony in one, not really, really believing in Christianity as much. And she has, like, a wand, and, like, I say it, and then you kind of, like, think of it like it's like a joke, kind of. But she does meditation and stuff, lights candles and does ceremonies and like she's like a Wiccan type. Right. And like people look at that and laugh at it because it's not Exactly. It's not society standards, I I guess you would say. I mean what what makes you know, like when you deal with um this is really what fascinates me, idea of psychopaths. Um our definition of what defines a psychopath is based on a test criteria developed in nineteen forty. And uh, I actually just learned this in my advanced psychology class, which is why I'm bringing it up, I'm trying to sound <laughs> smart. But it's like, it's the questions, it's it's how how high you score on a sheet of like a certain amount of questions, like each one's worth a certain amount of points. So like it's one out of five or something. And it's like, that person can score highly on the psychopath test and be defined as a psychopath, but what's the intentions of them acting on that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, like, they were they were talking about using it in court cases, like, in um, if someone's, like, to define someone's sentence, to define someone's, like, ability to go back in. I'm like, if we know anything about Charles Manson, like, he didn't kill any of those people. Exactly. He convinced people to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, our definition of psychopath is anybody that wants to cause harm unto another individual or cause harm to themselves. Now... It also gets kind of sketchy with the lines of mental illness. Because mm-hmm. mental illness can... ADHD is a mental illness. I don't think of it as an illness. I have it. I think of it more as a mental handicap. It's definitely not like... there's It has its good parts and its bad parts. Mostly like if, you know, in conversations I can run my mouth like a motor. <laughs> and then like, you know, in scenarios where I need to be sitting still and focused like in a classroom. It's really hard if I'm not interested in a subject. Right. Which definitely creates a bit of a conflict. But people see that as a mental illness, like the same they would see as an OCD or schizophrenia, which in my eyes is a little bit more worse, especially when you're dealing with multiple personalities and it's hard to have, like, you have multiple voices in your head telling you to do things. That's a little bit of a different reaction than, you know, just having a certain amount of energy. Exactly. And the fact that we're still using a test from, like, 1940-something for diagnosing psychopaths and then now they're talking about bringing up um, all these new laws are being passed today, like about um, mental, like, asylums, insane asylums and stuff, bringing it back. Mm. Now, I don't think we should have it like Alcatraz, where it was that type of... What, what was that prison? The one um, that it's, like, on an island, and it's all these mentally ill people and, like, locked away from society. But it's, like, I don't think we should have something like that. I think we should have more of a program in prisons to help identify... Um, certain people that have these characteristics or stuff that we deem as, you know, harmful to other people. Yeah. And then not really lock them away. Because solitary confinement is um, probably one of the major forms of torture we use today. It's There's so many cases of people that come home from, you know, jail or prison. And they've been in solitary confinement for so long. And they just lock themselves in their rooms and they're all depressed. There's been like three cases of kids under like the age of 26 that have committed suicide after 60-something hours of being home because they just locked themselves in their room. No TV, nothing, just a bed because they couldn't, they couldn't, like, they just wanted to be alone basically, but yeah. they couldn't cope. It's not that, it's what solitary confinement does to you. Yeah. If you're in it for a long time, 
after 48 hours, you start seeing things, you start hearing things, you start wondering how long you've been in there. And the problem is there's no windows and stuff. So it's like, how much time has really gone by? Yeah. Well, you feel like it's five minutes, could have been 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. And it's like, yes, there are times when that's a good scenario to use if you're trying to isolate somebody, but it, they should not be kept in there. Where they leave people in the hole, you know, you hear that in the movie reference. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit scary in a way. And, like, if you have someone that has, like, certain... Obviously, we all have our mental handicaps and mental issues. Right. And um, we all choose different outlets to, you know, go after that. Whether it's, like, OCD, whether someone has to keep washing their hands 30 times a day, you know, in a certain pattern or their family dies. Like, that's how they think of it. That's how their brain works. That's also a mental handicap. But we mm -hmm. think of it as a severe mental illness for this person. When I think of mental illness, I think of white jumpsuit, you know, leather belts, like, needs exactly. to be tied down, yeah. strapped down, bars in the window. That's not what it is at all. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, how far, like, in society standards are we really going to diagnose that? Is there going to be a point where people that go to Comic-Con are considered... Do you think, like, do you think there's going to be a point where people at Comic-Con are going to be considered uh, mentally ill people? I mean, I wouldn't really aim it just at Comic-Con, but I feel like there's going to be a point in time where no matter what you do, someone's always going to have a problem with it, and they're always going to have a negative context for what you're doing. Because, like you said earlier, like, everyone's so sensitive now. No one can handle anything. It's all, oh my gosh, what was me? Like, I mean, one of my favorite TV shows as a kid was Johnny Bravo. And you can't even play that anymore because of just how, like, society would be today with women. Like, it's, it's a dude that was hitting on women and getting rejected. And then the guy that was the nerd was getting the girls. So it's like, at what point, like, it's a, that's, that's completely how society wants to see it today. Mm -hmm. But they see Johnny Bravo, big muscular guy, you know, and he's not, you know, he's not doing well with the ladies. But he's saying these, like, cat pickup lines where it's, like, it's offensive. I'm like... There's a point where we should draw the line on what is offensive and what isn't offensive. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm just afraid, like, with, like, all, everybody just getting so sensitive and stuff, you're going to start seeing protests for people that are going to Comic-Con. Like, they're going to see a bunch of people with signs out saying, saying, this is mental illness in a way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, isn't you drinking three cups of coffee and going to Starbucks real rich, ritualistically? Um, isn't that mental illness in a way, too? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and, you know, it's really sad, like, how, like, sensitive everyone is. And it's like going to Comic-Con, I didn't really have the problem so much this past year, but, like, the first year that it happened when I dressed like Harley Quinn, everyone's seen Suicide Squad, so they know how short her bottoms are. Well, when you want to dress up, you got to get full in character. So they probably criticize you. If your I had stuff a, wasn't I had a lot of leg showing and a little extra showing, and you know, like a lot of girls were like throwing me nasty looks, and not really, and actually, like so much, the parents weren't even giving me a nasty looks. So it was just the younger girls, you know. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. The main reason I wanted to go is because I heard about how freaky it is down there. Yeah, I heard that. I heard uh, some girls down there get a little crazy. Well, I haven't witnessed that so much. But well, you're probably seeing a whole different spectrum. But. That's true, too. Plus, if I'm walking down there, I can take my shirt off. I got a six-pack, so I'm just going to dress up as, like, Iceman or something. Yeah, like some just Marvel whip your hero. shirt off. Start walking around. I'm pretty sure that's what one uh, Brock did at one point. He just walked around with his shirt off. I mean, at the same time, 
you're dealing with a whole group of people. You shouldn't care what anybody thinks. I exactly. think it, when you see those people dress up like that, mm-hmm. none of them care. Exactly. None of them care about what you're thinking of them. Everyone just wants to have fun and have a good time. And exactly what people make fun of about that is the best aspect of it. Because they don't care. They're not themselves. It's mm-hmm. not like in a bad way. Like, But they can completely just put on a mask and go do whatever they want. Exactly. And it's like... In society, we're, we care so much about how people think of us all, constantly every day. Do I look like this? Should I look like that? Should I wear this? Should I wear that? Right. It's like if we walked in with the same standards that Comic-Con has, then society would be a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be walking around not caring what others thought. And right. we have a really tough time of you know, doing that. And I feel like that's the inner meaning in Comic-Con in a way. Because, I mean, you guys are having fun at the same time. You guys are celebrating like people that you admire in a way. Right. And like... They're all people that you want to aspire because usually every single one of those people that you guys dress up as is like a badass Mm -hmm. in in their own form and in their own way. It's like, whether it's for a sense of humor where you see somebody dress up as Hello Kitty. Right. (laughs) Or you see like someone dress up in a badass like Terminator or Transformer outfit like that moves around with moving parts and stuff. It's like that person's taking the time and effort and it's, it's a form of creativity and I love the creative aspect of it. Like that's just beautiful. Yeah. And um, it's like something I like, I, you know, I'm not, probably wouldn't ever go super far into mostly because when it comes to creativeness, I'm only good at talking rather than, <laughs> you know, designing a costume, stitching. I think one time I tried to sew something together and I sewed my finger to a shirt. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> not very good when it comes to yeah. precision in a way. I mostly just like grab a ball and chuck it in the general area. Yeah, YouTube's going to be my best friend when I start trying to create my own costumes, so we'll see how that goes. Is there a, is, do you have like a, a more of a passion for anything in particular? Like, I know you don't want to work shoes or just go to Comic-Con events for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, maybe Comic-Con's not too bad, but, you know, like, is there something that you want to chase after, like, in the long run, career-wise? I'm still, like, struggling to figure that out, because I have so many different things that I enjoy doing, like... I love drawing, and I love doing art, and at one point I did want to be a tattoo artist, and I still do, I just, right now, I don't have the space to whip out my tattoo kit and, like, practice doing all that, but it is still something I'm interested in, but then I also love music, like, I'm teaching myself how to play piano right now, and I love singing, I just can't sing in front of people, because my social anxiety is, like, through the roof. And I used I to have really bad social anxiety, and it was weird, it was, um, I took a communication, um, an oral communication class, a speech class, mm-hmm. went away. Really? And that's why I started podcasting. It's like, it took me, it took all of me just for me to get here today. Like, my anxiety gets so bad. And I really, I don't understand, like, why. But, like, I hate driving to new places. Like, my anxiety gets, like, high when I'm driving. I've met a couple people that I've had on my podcast that have said the same thing, where they've had to do something before they came here, like, drink something or you know, like have a shot or something before they came here. I'm like, you're just talking to me. You know, it's yeah. not like, I, I try and keep you in a comfortable scenario in a way. Yeah. I mean, we're just having a conversation. If we want to end it, whenever we want to end it, we can end it. So yeah. it's like, I'm not holding you down in any way. I just want to get your thoughts and then your enjoyments on life too. Because we all have something that makes us like drive to keep moving forward in a way. And whether we know it or not, it's yeah. there. And um, it's... You know, I mean, if you're into drawing, have you ever thought about just maybe trying to illustrate some comic books in a way? I actually have not even thought about doing that. That's a pretty good idea. 
That is Because if you love the fantasy aspect, you can make, like, your own little, like, comic book superheroes. Right. My um, bodybuilder instructor, um, his name's Chuck. He was on one of my podcasts. He, uh, big superhero fan. He used to buy superhero comics all the time when he was a little kid. And he used to draw the bodies of them. And then he just, like, he would go real detailed into the bodies. Yeah. And he was like, I want to look like one of these guys. And he went into the bodybuilding career. That's how he found it. It wow. clicked like that. Now, it's not going to be this simple for everyone, but it's like, yeah. if there's something that you are passionate about, I'd like to draw, but after five minutes, I'm like, all right, what what the, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Like, right. seriously, it's not fun anymore. And, um, you know, I'll set everything up, get a pencil out, sharpen it, you know, get, you know, get everything. I'm ready to go. But it's the same thing when I'm with school. I start procrastinating if I'm in an environment that's not set up for it. Exactly. It's the main reason why when I podcast, I make sure, like, you know, like, if phones are on silent, you know, stuff like that, just because I want to be having a conversation with you. Right. When we get into a vibe and a tone, I want to jive in that. You know what I mean? I don't want to kind of pop out of it in a way. I call it out of the blank because it, we can pull thoughts out of anywhere. So yeah. it's like, whether you're doing it really early in the morning or really late at night or in the middle of the day, you know, depending on the weather, depending on what you did that day, depending on what your thoughts are on that day, it's going to be different. It's going to be, you know, something else. And every time I'm like, if I could just do this all day, just have them lined up after lined up after lined up, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Just because, like, it's cool to hear everybody's little intake on life. I mean, I'm a big nature guy. I've always been a nature guy. Like, tons of camping, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, obviously I'm a fitness freak, you know, that much about yeah. me. It's like... We've all pulled something away from our lives, whether it was helpful in a way or, you know, not helpful in a way. You know, I thought weightlifting and all that was my passion in a way. Right. I've kind of lost that in a, in a sense. I think more of it because I pull, was pulling emotional problems out of high school that I was dealing with still, you know, being made fun of and stuff. So I kind of found the outlet for that. Yeah. Um, with the gym, getting in, like, really good shape and stuff like that. And you know, I'm not bragging or anything. It's just like... You know, I focus way too much on looks. I always watch what I eat and stuff like that. It gets annoying after a while. But it's like, I'm trying to find another way. Like, I found this as, like, a side hobby to deal with either all the stuff I got going on right now, which a lot of people think is a lot. Like, when do you sleep? I really don't. I'm up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning mm. brewing up coffee. Like, I, I wish I could sleep longer. I don't know what it is. I believe um, there's a certain thing that society had way back in the hunter and gatherer days called a night a night watcher i don't know if you know what those are mm -hmm. but it's the people that can't physically sleep at night they can sleep many times in the day but they're meant to watch over the like the flock basically when right. everyone else is sleeping they're meant to watch over and guard and do that i think that's how i might have been like had that instinct in me because it's so hard for me to even try and get an ounce of sleep really at night it could be like i haven't slept in 64 days or something like that oh my god i'm like well, not, you know, exaggeration, yeah. but like, <laughs> 64 hours or something, and then I'll be like, I'll go, it's nighttime, I'll be like, I need to lie down. Ten minutes later, bam. It's If it's night, it won't work, but if it's like 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock p.m. or something, I can sleep till like 4 or 5. Mm. I can sleep for a good couple hours. I usually just get a couple hours here and there, and people are like, that's not restful. I'm like, not my fault. You know, my body doesn't want to stay asleep for long. It wants to be out moving. Right. It's also ADHD in a way. I believe it's like... You know, you get energy. Like, I'll be tired one minute, and then five minutes later, I'll have full energy again. Yeah, I'm like that, too. But if I get slumped, like, stuck in sweatpants mode and everything like that, oh. Yeah. It is so hard for me to be, like, need to go out and do something. And then I eat something, I'm like, all right, I need to go out and, like, move around. Right. I've been in the house all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I fall into any time I have a day off and 
once I sit down and like pull out a laptop, like I'm done. Like it's a Netflix and chill kind of day. We're done. Those are the best kind of days, though, man. You just binge watch a show, Supernatural or something on Netflix that has like 45 minute episodes yes. and there's like 20 episodes a season and there's like 15 seasons. You're like, all right, I'm gonna be here for a while. Exactly. Well, when you do it every time you have a day off, it's kind of not good. So. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how many days you get off. That's true. true. That's true. And you work a lot, too, so. Yeah. I mean, everybody think works. I don't mean to give you all the credit, but, <laughs> no. Like I, like I said, I mean, it's it's all about finding your outlet, and you got to find what really makes yeah. you happy in a way. I mean, a lot of people don't, you know, and a lot of people find that, like, their passion for something is chased after some type of trauma they had in a way. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get into psychology a lot more. I thought I might want to be a therapist in a way, because I always wanted to help kids that went through the same situation I had in high school where I was picked on for, you know, being overweight and stuff. I wanted to help kids in that way, be a guidance counselor, but yeah, I want to be able to work in my own parameters. And I t I've taken a couple therapy class, not therapy classes, but like, you know, school psychiatry classes. And to be a therapist is one of the most difficult things in the world to do. I think it's constantly changing. It's like an HVAC trade. You're constantly learning. You constantly have ethics you have to abide by whether someone can be you know i can't add you on facebook if you're my patient i can't do all this stuff i can't right. be your friend friend i can't be there you know have your phone number or anything like that and that's like it's understandable but in a way it's like really like is that how far we've like kind of come where someone can't learn to get close with somebody i know you're not supposed to have that relationship with somebody but it's the same thing. If I was a guidance counselor, I'd want to get close to the students. I'd want to know who they are. I'd want to take the extra time to go after, like, what are they interested in? They got a soccer game coming up? Are their yeah. parents not going to be there? Are their parents not around? I want to be at that soccer game. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That little effort starts creating a good influence where it's like the passing on effect where you go to a drive through and someone pays it forward. It's like it could stop there or they can keep helping out others. Right. So it's like whatever ripple effect you leave in this world is going to affect somebody else. So, you know, if it's if it's going to be something, make it a good ripple. Don't make it a bad one. Don't be an, yeah. like an asshole and tear up the streets because next thing you know, your street is going to be the one that's messed up. Exactly. I know I popped out that freaking fortune cookie wisdom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just I, I like I like the whole aspect of you know, helping people and talking to people in a way and getting the word out there. And, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's fun in a way because you, you understand people's new passionate hobbies and stuff. And it's like, it's interesting, you know, everybody, we have something all that makes us peculiar in a way, you know, freaky mm -hmm. or, you know, just weird. And the fact that society has these standards where that's being, that's uh, making people scared to express that is a little ridiculous. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't get worse, but it eventually looks like it's concluding down to it. Yep, unfortunately. But I guess, I mean, hopefully we'll learn with all this new technology and stuff going out. Elon Musk sending people to Mars, so hopefully they send the idiots and then we can have <laughs> a lot of the normal people down here. You can only hope. So one thing I've always wanted to do was travel to China. Really? And try living like a monk for a little while. I don't think I could do it. Hmm. Because you got to be quiet. Yeah. I can't do that. No. Can't shave my head either. Maybe. But I like the robe aspect. That's cool. You should just buy one and just practice around the house and see if you can do it. 
Well, see, it's like a lot we're saying about with society and stuff. That one monk that lit himself on fire, that's the Rage Against the Machine cover album, in the middle of a protest, just lit himself on fire. Mm -hmm. That that album artwork is real. That's a real moment that actually happened. Right. And it's like the fact that someone could do that and cause that much pain to themselves to show society how far they've come and how, you know, that's ridiculous. The extent that people are willing to go to try and open up the eyes of this world. And it, it, it's a lot, I, I feel like I found inner light in a way, like inner meaning, kind of like enlightenment, even though I didn't, you know, sit 10,000 years in a box for like most religions do. Yeah. You know, like in India, there was a thing to reach enlightenment and you couldn't eat for, I think like four years or something. And oh, then you gosh. had to do, yeah, it was bad. And then like, you know, it, it's just crazy stuff like that. And like Gandhi, obviously with his protest movements and stuff like that, it's like, what's What's your definition of enlightenment? Like, does it have to be this guy's definition of enlightenment? Who's to say God's not a person sitting on Mars with VR goggles or something, just messing around, simming the world? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sitting in his boxers wearing Crocs. Like, right. Who's to say that's not God? You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, it's it's all how our mind perceives things in a way. And I like, I, that's where I said I like the creative aspect because, you know, we created religion, we created all these things. Everything we follow by is created by us. So it's like, we like to think it, it comes from a higher power. It doesn't though. But isn't that what we're all kind of searching for is a higher power? We're always looking for something bigger and better, newer and faster. It's like, right. it's crazy to think about how quickly we're progressing. In a way, I want us to slow down just to take the time to enjoy the world we're on. But, you know, like, dinosaurs and all that there was things before the dinosaurs they weren't the first reptile there was another basically planet that clashed into this planet and for 1.5 million years it rang this earth rang there's a constant ringing noise for 1.5 million years now imagine those people that were if there were anybody around that were probably like what the fuck exactly like it's like a constant (laughs) humming it's like your refrigerator do you end up getting used to it like it just you just know the humming's there yeah I know, I went weird with that topic, but it was like, <laughs> that's the best part about these podcasts, yes. you just get kind of random and insane. This one didn't really have, you know, like a set meaning for it, it was more like a, just a good kind of quick conversation yeah. type deal. You definitely caught me off guard, I was like, wait, why does he want me on here, I have nothing exciting going on. You don't have to have something exciting <laughs> going on, it's just I want to talk to get to like, you know, let people know, like, if you got any influences you want to tell, like, were you influenced heavily on comic books as a kid? Or no. No. It's just something you just randomly developed. So, like, when it comes to your artistic passion and stuff like that, does that come from anything in your family? Like, anybody that is an artist or reader or writer? Because I've interviewed someone where he's a radio talk show host, and his dad is a writer but can't talk. Like, doesn't doesn't like to talk, but he can explain all his words down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And the radio show guy, his name's Tyler, he can't... Like, he can't write stuff, but he can express it in words. I can express my emotions in words. Like, is is that something that you have in a way? Like, not not saying expressing in words, but what do you feel like you can get the most out of what you want to say in life through any hobby or activity? Well, you know, like, when it comes, like, specifically, like, with just artwork, you know, like, my mom, we always used to color when I was little, and I always learned to color like inside the lines and I was really like precise about that because I watched my mom do it. And um, the daycare that my mom used to work at, she used to paint these little characters on the windows and I would watch her do that. And 
the more that time went on, I was just kind of like, I want to do that. And I would take like art classes in school and everything like that. And eventually like it just kept building and building. And I realized that I actually had a talent that I wanted to continue growing. The thing with me though, I, I don't know, like I have a really hard time just trying to create something and putting it down on a drawing. Like, I can take a portrait of someone and draw it. Like, I don't know if you've seen the portrait of Axl Rose that I did a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, I, I can do that perfectly, but I cannot sit with a piece of paper in front of me and just come up with something and do it. You know, sometimes, like, it that comes from a big thing of child imprinting, like coloring and stuff with your mom and stuff. It's When it comes to, you know, when you're creating an artwork, there's a lot of famous artists that have to get up and, you know, it didn't take Da Vinci you know, one day to create the Mona Lisa, that took him a long time. He was stopping mm -hmm. and going and stopping and going. It was like a three-year-long process. Right. Just constantly adding things, constantly changing things. And, you know, like, if you make something and then you come back to it and a day later, a week later, you know, reflect on it a little bit, there's things you're going to add, there's things you're going to change. Mm -hmm. I find that, like, when I draw or something, it's hard for me to sit down and do the whole thing at once. I don't know unless yeah, I have too. the full idea in my head. But I can always know later down the road, it's like I could add something to it. It's the same thing with comedians in a way. You know, I wanted to be a stand-up comic for a little bit too, just to get out there. But I was afraid to go on stage. Mm -hmm. But it's like, those comedians have bits and then constantly like, they'll do a bit and then it, it'll be funny, but it, it could be better. And they'll keep thinking of stuff and they'll add to it. And the next thing you know, it's like a perfect joke and they feel like it's sunk in the hole. Like they got a hole in one, it's perfect the same thing it's anything really takes time and another view really to look at um when it comes to just art music anything you know if you watch a movie you're like i, I would have done it this way i would have done it that way i would have done it this way i think right. the only movie type you wouldn't be able to change would be m night Shyamalan because i don't know how he does those twist endings yeah it's like you know when you look at that type of stuff it's it's crazy to think that like just taking the, a minute to reflect and coming back to something, you know, even if you think it's perfect, there's always something you can add or change. Nothing in this world is ever perfect. Mm -hmm. We can get damn near close, but nothing's ever perfect. And if you find something that, you know, you feel strongly about and comfortable towards, whether it's an artwork, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not too impressed by the famous artists that like just flick paint on the canvas. Yeah. And that's art. And they make you kind of, I understand the whole aspect, like, but the fact is, I know they can paint something and they don't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you see those people that struggle and try and paint something and they can't make it come onto the paper. It's like, you have that I like that talent to do that. Why don't you chase after it instead of being as lazy as possible? Yes, it makes you a lot of money, sure. But it's like, at the same time, don't you want to see how far you can express exactly. your creativity yeah. in your mind? Push it. Mm -hmm. Like, run the steam engine dry. It's like, you want to do that. And I, that, that's where I feel like if I can take, it's, I brought up before, it's like, if you can take every step forward into chasing after your dream or passion or putting 110% into anything you do, you're not, you're not going to fail. And maybe in the eyes of society, you might fail, but in your eyes, you should never look at yourself as a failure for not achieving something. Do or do not, you know, Yoda used to say that. It's yeah. like, as long as you're able to go after something like that, it's just cool to think of. I know that just got a really meaningful ending to <laughs> something, but it's 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 just interesting to me to find the creative passions that we can all invoke in many different forms and many different ways, and it's, it's something that I believe is a, is a major takeaway in life. You know, you don't want to 
whether we're here today or not here tomorrow. It's like you want to take the time to enjoy every single aspect of it. The little worm that's crawling in the ground and the little fly that's in the air. Yeah, it's going to piss you off at times when he's flying around your head. But at the same time, it's like, you know, find the aspect of life really that brings you peace and harmony. Right. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm, I'm Hopefully that wasn't as bad. You know, for you. No, actually, I'm I'm good. Thank you for having me. Got some mental clarity, a little bit yeah. of fortune cookie wisdom from Robbie. Um, <laughs> hopefully, sorry about like I said, being sick a little bit with the congestion and You're stuff. You're fine. I think everyone's going through a little Pain, bit of it. Freaking full, polar vortex and suck an ice pop. But no, I appreciate you coming down and taking the time out of your morning, especially waking you up. I was bug, bugging you too. <laughs> to come down here, but I appreciate you coming on to the podcast and hopefully have you on again soon.